0: Well, can I add my welcome to the welcome you've already received here this afternoon? My name is Raymond Brown, and we're continuing our series of meditations in the Psalms. We've looked at Psalm 91 and Psalm 46, and today we look at Psalm 23. And I suppose the question I want to ask you is, is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord truly your shepherd? Uh, That's the question we want to look at as we look at Psalm 23 this afternoon. In in Israel, as in other ancient societies, uh, a shepherd's work was considered the lowliest of all works. According to one rabbi, uh, there is not a more contemptible office than that of a shepherd. Sheep stink. So being a shepherd was not only dull, boring and dangerous. It was dirty, demeaning, smelly work. So if a family needed a shepherd, it was always the youngest son who got the job, like a David. So David wrote Psalm 23 out of intimate personal experience. He understood that a shepherd slept outside with his flock and was everything to them, guide, physician, and protector. But also in Eastern thought, kings were considered to be shepherds of their people. In fact, this is exactly how David later describes himself after becoming king towards the end of 2 Samuel and chapter 24. Throughout the Bible, the idea that the Lord the ultimate king is a shepherd. It's it's often found. As early as Genesis chapter 49, Moses describes the Lord as the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Psalm 80 describes God as the shepherd who leads his people like a flock. According to Isaiah 40, the sovereign Lord who rules in power also tends his flock like a shepherd gathering little lambs into his arms while carrying them close to his heart Micah and chapter 7 invites the Lord to shepherd his people with his staff as in days long ago so the Christian God of the Bible in humility despises not the idea of feeding guiding, leading, or personally caring for his flock, like a lowly, despised shepherd. Uh, The trouble is, this is so familiar to us that we miss just how remarkable it is that David could write, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, in the ancient world, sheep and shepherds were everywhere. But, of course, living in modern cities, whether New York, Paris, or London, most of us have never seen, much less met, an actual shepherd. So the first thing we need to understand about the Lord as our shepherd is this. The Lord is our shepherd who provides. The Lord is our shepherd who provides. I lack nothing, writes David at the end of verse one of Psalm 23. You see, it was the shepherd's job to provide for his sheep and not the other way round. He was responsible for finding lush green pastures for the sheep to feed on. And since sheep prefer their waters quiet or don't like drinking from rushing waters, they needed streams of slow running water to quench their thirst. Verse 2. Now a good shepherd would know just where to find these things. And the sheep, being the dumb animals that they are, did not and could not. Of course, you and I, like sheep, get confused about this. For example, we often confuse our needs with our wants, don't we? So we wander off chasing things we don't really need, thinking that they will somehow satisfy us, fulfill us, or make us happy. Therefore often our version of Psalm 23 reads less like David's and perhaps a bit more like this. The clock is my dictator, I shall not rest. It makes me lie down only when exhausted. It leads me to deep depression. It hounds my soul. It leads me in circles of frenzy for activity's sake. Even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done. For my ideal is with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drain me. They demand performance from me beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My in-basket overflows. Surely fatigue and time pressures shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the bonds of my frustrations forever. I wonder if that describes you despite or perhaps because of COVID-19. The 1980s hit Material Girl by pop icon Madonna had the catchy chorus, we are living in a material world and I am a material girl. Even while professing to be Christians, you and I can get caught up in this material world as we frantically chase the apparent delights it has to offer us. Madonna goes on to sing, the boy with the cold hard cash is always Mr. Wright. Boys who save their pennies make my rainy day. But I shall not want, in verse 1, means all our needs are supplied or provided by the Lord. It means I need to not desire more than my shepherd Lord wants to give me. The great challenge of modern life is to rest in that pleasant, quiet, restorative place of confidently knowing that the Lord is your shepherd who will provide for your needs. As we ease uneasily out of the quiet waters of lockdown and begin facing our new normal, I fear this is a message we all desperately, desperately need to hear afresh and to heed and understand. And yet the good news is that verse 5 speaks of abundant provision, a feast even that can be enjoyed having been refreshed by the Lord's peace and security, and that despite the presence of our enemies. So first, the Lord is a shepherd who provides. But second, the Lord is our shepherd who protects. The Lord is our shepherd who protects. A part of the reason David had the courage to go up against the giant Goliath was because as a shepherd boy on occasion, he had to rescue his sheep from the mouths of both lions and bears. So despite his nine foot stature, in David's mind, Goliath would be no different to the bear of a lion that would be seized and killed when necessary. The point is the shepherd would put his life at risk to save the sheep for their sakes. He would ward off human and animal predators in order to keep his sheep safe and together. So he would leave the 99 and go after the one that had foolishly wandered off because he knew it was in mortal danger. David says this is what the Lord is like. He makes, he leads, verse two. He refreshes, he guides, verse three. In other words, he fights off evil. And even when we find ourselves in that dark and confined place in life, perhaps facing not the substance of death itself, but its shadow or literally the valley of the shadow of death, he goes with us, protecting us in it and through it. Protecting us from both ourselves and others. He both disciplines us and defends us. This is probably what stands behind the two implements the shepherd apparently carries with him in verse 4. The rod was very likely a short wooden stick or cudgel used to fight off enemies. His staff was very likely a longer walking stick with a curved end used to pull, to direct or guide the sheep. It should be a great comfort to us to know that the Lord guides us, even through rebuke and correction, that he cares enough to do this for us if and when we need it. That is why David could write verse 4, Your rod and your staff they comfort me. So in his wisdom, and to this end, the Lord has given to his church human shepherds. We sometimes call them pastors or elders. At Gracious Brooklyn, we are blessed with several elders as imperfect as the four of us are. Our role is to defend and lovingly guide or discipline you, the sheep under our care to protect you from both harm within and without. We really need both your prayers in this and your willing cooperation so that our work might be a joy and not a burden. So first, the Lord is our shepherd who provides. And second, our Lord is a shepherd who protects. The third and finally, the Lord is our shepherd who leads his sheep. The Lord is our shepherd who leads. It was not up to the sheep to find their way. It was the shepherd's job to do that for them. Now, I'm sorry to say that sheep are not the brightest torch in the mandrel. So foolishly, they might rush towards a fast-flowing river and risk drowning, or off the path and down a steep precipice, or perhaps into the jaws of a wolf or jackal. So a responsible or a good shepherd would lead or guide his sheep along right or righteous paths, verse 3. Now, I don't know about you, but in my mind, a shepherd would walk behind the sheep while herding them using a border collie sheepdog. But biblical shepherds dealt with their sheep in a different way to farmers today he did not herd the sheep from behind, rather he actually led them from the front. So David could write of the Lord, leading him beside quiet waters, verse 2, and along the right paths, verse 3. Later on in the Old Testament, the Messiah, God's anointed king, his true king, is described as the shepherd who will be struck, causing the sheep to scatter. Zechariah chapter 13, the shepherd leads and keeps the sheep together. And so hundreds of years later, we read these words in the New Testament. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way. And the the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. Again, Jesus took the 12 aside and told them what was going to happen to him. In John chapter 10, Jesus identifies himself as the good shepherd who leads out his sheep and goes on ahead of them. And apparently his sheep know him and are known by him. And so they listen after his voice and they follow behind it. Hebrews chapter 13 speaks of Jesus as that great shepherd of the sheep. 1 Peter chapters 2 and 5 respectively describe Jesus as the shepherd and overseer of our, of our souls and the chief shepherd. So in Mark chapter 6 Jesus we see is moved with compassion for the people because they were like sheep without a shepherd. They lacked leadership so he led them by teaching them truth he didn't want them slipping off the path to their destruction. So he guided them in paths of righteousness. And he wants to do the same for you and for me. So what David was prepared to do as a brave young shepherd boy, the Lord Jesus Christ actually did as a crucified saviour. Again, In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Jesus Christ willingly laid down his life on the cross, sacrificing himself to protect you and me, from the deadliest predators of all sin death and judgment he was actually willing to lead in this way just as he said he would no wonder the idea of jesus as the good shepherd was so very precious to those early christians One of the more common motifs in Catacombs paintings was of Jesus as a shepherd carrying a lamb across his shoulder. Apparently if sheep get accustomed to coming to a feeder for their winter feed supplement they will come as soon as they see the feed bucket. If the feed is given often enough by the same person they will come to that person as soon as they see them coming if this person speaks to them often enough they will come as soon as they hear that person's voice it it takes patience but apparently it can be done as someone has said of sheep sheep aren't stupid they just need time the bible compares you and me to sheep for a reason we need time. We can be stupid sometimes, but thankfully our shepherd king is patient. You and I often stupidly refuse to believe that Jesus is good and that he wants the absolute best for us, but he does. If you and I could but just get our puny little minds around Psalm 23, that is the idea that Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to provide, to protect and to lead us. So I want to ask you again, is Jesus truly your shepherd? The one you're allowing to provide for you, to protect you and to truly lead you. Perhaps the following take on Psalm 23 would resonate with more of us or become our lived experience if that were the case, if Jesus truly were our shepherd. Another version of Psalm 23 goes like this. The Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness, which restores my serenity. He leads me in the way of efficiency through calmness of mind. And his guidance is peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret. For his presence is here. His timelessness, his all-importance will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshments and renewal in the midst of activity by anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruits of my hours. For I shall walk in the pace of the Lord and dwell in his house forever. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for who you are, our shepherd king in the face of the Lord Jesus. As we slowly ease out of lockdown, help us to trust you as the God who will lead, protect and provide for our needs. But above all, we thank you for the way you saved us from the deadly predators of sin death and judgment in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and so it is in his name that we give you thanks and praise and ask you to help us to embrace you as our shepherd king. Amen.